Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs and leaders doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, relationships, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna. Like many of you, I wear many hats. I'm a military wife, mother, author, certified John Maxwell business and executive coach, trainer, and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. So I feel energized again, and I'm ready to pour out again. Um, and the Lord this morning, as I was asking God, hey, Lord, I know you want me to talk. What is it that you want me to do? And um, he kind of reminded me of what he told me um, years ago um, when I was, you know, at a stage of my life where I was trying to figure out what it was the Lord wanted, had called on my life. And I um, was really seeking him and I would hear, you know, pastors, preachers, prophets, like, you know, you're like, you know, your future is great. God has great plans for you. Uh, many of you guys are entrepreneurs. Many of you guys are leaders. Many of you guys are supposed to be working in government and media and all, and they give you all this like cheerleader, rah, rah, um, encouragement type of stuff. But then that was it. Like, I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know how, like, where to even begin. And the only way I was able to learn was through asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom. And then he gave me wisdom. Um, and, um, and basically, it was a lot of toiling, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of trying and failing. And um, it's been a long journey. Um, Gosh, since I was 15 years old. And so um, this morning, the father had given me a mandate to share some of the things I've learned in life um, with you all, especially for those of you guys who are entrepreneurs and or thinking of starting a business. Um, because I, and I'm so excited about that because, you know, this is my passion. Like, you know, before I started my business, um, in 2014, yes, I'm just a new entrepreneur. You know, I worked across various industries and I'm not going to go through my resume because it's all on LinkedIn. Y'all can look me up. But, um, but I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, being um, in charge of growing revenues across the globe, I really saw um, how um, worldly men think. <laughs> You know, it's all about the bottom line and it's all about, you know, um, you know, the shareholders and things like that. And one of the things that I really appreciate about my journey is the Lord got helped me, you know, kind of observe and see and even dealt with the ugly side of corporate America or the ugly side of business. And, you know, I don't have enough time to go over through all the different things and throughout, you know, uh, my journey with y'all, I'll be sharing bits and pieces of it. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I think was very interesting. So as you guys know, I went to a charter conference, um, last week and they talked about this, you know, this school who got, um, selected for a, an award, um, for, I guess like the best teacher of the year. And, um, one of the things, their business model was different. I'm talking about education. I'll tell you guys how it applies to business. But 
in the hierarchy and the organizational structure, um, on the top were the students. Under that was the teachers. Under that was the administration, right? And under that was the owners of the school. And I realized like, oh my gosh, that's why they were so successful because they put the people that really matters, the students on top of the hierarchy. In organizational structures today, what you'll find is you have the CEO on top or even maybe the shareholders on top, then you have the CEO, then your executives, your middle management, then your lower management, then your supervisors, and then the people. And it's like the Lord was telling me that kingdom business, kingdompreneurs, right? Uh, men and women who represent the kingdom of God, we need to think about putting our you know, people First, servant leadership, right? What's going to be best for them? How we can create value for them? What is it that we're going to, um, that we can do to um, make their lives better? You know, a lot of times what you find is, you know, we have this notion that, you know, especially in America, right? It's the great old American dream. Like, if I can do it, you can do it too. But then what you'll find is no one really teaches you how to do it. Right, so people have to learn um, through the hard knocks of life. That's what I did. I made so many stupid mistakes, and um, and in order for people to teach me, I would have to pay people to do it, which was worth it, by the way. For those of you guys who are my coaches and mentor, I truly appreciate it. And I got charged an arm and a leg, but I did learn a lot. But one thing that I will do differently as I, you know pursue the calling that God has on my life, which is to transform the marketplace. And yes, I saw that posting on YouTube that said that I was this, I forgot what they said, but yes, I want to bring the love of the father to the marketplace. That is the mandate that God gave me that I'm not only am I going to teach people how to create wealth, right? But I'm also going to teach them about the love of the father. Because that's the problem with businesses today is, yeah, they know they have all the money in the world, but they are unhappy, you know? And so what they do is they gain more power, more riches, more whatever, so that they can fill that void. But the only void filler is the Holy Spirit and God in a relationship with the Lord. But that's another topic, okay? I'm not going to go into that. But that's so important. You know, you have the differences between the churches and the world, okay? And I'm just going to make it plain because I'm very simple. I'm not religious and, and I'm very practical and I know my walk with the Lord is authentic. You know, I love him for him and he loves me for me and I'm, and I could be free. You know, it's like the true freedom is knowing that he created me just as I am. And, and while I was in my mother's womb, he wrote the days of my life and he formed me and I'm a beautiful masterpiece. And, and I'm not just talking about externally, but internally, he sees me for me. You know, when I had all, all the, you know, the glitz and the glamour and all the successes in life, you know, everyone was there. But then when I went through the, the biggest setback, setback of my life financially because of this scam, I lost a lot of my friends and I realized who my true friends were. And there were very few. Um, and it's a sad thing, but that's the reality of it is, and one thing I love about God is 
he loves me not because of the good things that I did or not because I'm like, you know, it's not about works. He loves me because I'm his child. I'm his daughter. And, you know, I don't have to earn his love. And there's many of you guys out there who think that the only way God's going to love you is you always do the right thing. Yes, you do the right thing because you want to please the father because you hate hurting his heart. That's the reason why it's not about like you're trying to do good so you could get good stuff from him. Like that's, you have to check your heart, guys. You know, check your motives. Like, are you doing the right thing so you could get blessed? Or are you doing the right thing because you love him? There is a difference. Um, I got off the tangent here. But, um, oh gosh, I lost my chain of thought. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me. Anyway, I'm going to go back to, to, um, to what, the original reason why I wanted here is so, okay. Now I remember. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So I was God, I was like, God, you know, I love this church stuff and I love this cheerleader. Rah, rah, you can do it. Victory is yours. You know, the battle belongs to the Lord. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not below, you know, do your praise dance, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it was just still like, Okay, I'm pumped up, but give me, be practical, give me ways. And so that's what I'm going to do different is I'm actually, I you know, obviously I can't do this all the time, but, um, you know, I'll share with you guys nuggets of wisdom that the Lord has, um, has taught me over the years. And, um, and I, I just want to say that this is what I'm about to share with you is, um, um, started, you know, well, a lot of things started this, but one verse that really, really, and you guys heard this before, it's found in um, Proverbs 13, um, 22nd, 22nd, 22, <laughs> oh my gosh, on day. All right. Yes. I, my day started at four. I'm an early bird. Um, so yes. Um, so it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. A lot of times people focus on the wealth of the sinners laid up for the righteous. Like, oh, wealth transfer, money cometh. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. If you guys believe all that stuff, um, that's fine. Um, that's between you and the Lord. Not going to get into that zone. But what I want to focus on is that first part where it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And um, one of the things that I asked the father is, I was like, Lord, I want to be a good man. I want to be righteous. And a righteous man leaves, and I know I'm not a man and I'm a woman. Okay, let's go ahead and get it out there. But bottom line is, I said, God, teach me how to create inheritance for my children. And so that's when I started my journey. And that's when I started asking for wisdom. You know, Solomon asked for wisdom. You know, he didn't ask for blessings. He asked for wisdom. Follow the wisest man in the, in the Bible. He asked for wisdom. Come on, guys. It's right there in the scriptures. Okay. He was wealthy because he had wisdom. Y'all want to be wealthy? Have wisdom. <laughs> okay. So anyway back to my video. Guys, I really didn't want this to be long, but it looks like it's getting long. So let me go ahead and cut to the chase. So, um, so I saw the ugly side of corporate America and I, you know, one, so a lot of incidents, but one particular incident, um, it was 2014. Um, basically I exceeded my goals again and the bottom line is they didn't want to pay me my commission. And so I, um, 
and it's a whole story there. I'm not going to go into the details, but I started um, writing a book. And the book is called The Ugly Side of Sales. And in this book, you know, I got published, you know, by the largest Christian publisher in the world. So it's, it's on Amazon, bookstores, whatever. But I wanted to start with um, this chapter. And, and okay, let me just get this straight. A ugly side of sales, I don't just rant about all the crappy stuff that happened in my life, okay? That is not what this book is about. This book is about, um, wait, uh, basically I give them seven nuggets on how I broke into doors and how I grew companies all over the world and things like that. But chapter two, you guys can see it is a successful business starts from within. A lot of times what you'll find is a lot of businesses fail. Um, they, when, when a lot of businesses fail, they blame external factors like the economy or the people, the salespeople or the market or, you know, whatever. Like we always blame external things. But one of the things that the Lord showed me is that in order for you to have a successful business, first you have to be successful within. He's more concerned building the richness on the inside before he starts building the riches on the outside. And I know it sounds so simple, but it really isn't. Because a lot of times what you'll find is you have people who start businesses based on what they think the market needs. I know I'm going counterintuitive. People create businesses based on what they think the market needs instead of creating a business based on who they are on the inside. What I mean by that is we all have natural gifts and talents that God has given us. And some of you guys are business owners. Some of you guys are not business owners. So let's just make this straight. Not everybody's supposed to have a business. Okay. But if you're one of those individuals that you have this, you know, problem that you just want to solve and you see and the Lord keeps showing it to you over and over and over again like me I kept seeing the ugly side of the marketplace it didn't matter if it was in government education business healthcare, you know real estate I saw it all and I kept asking why do you keep showing me the ugly side it's like because I want you to fix it I want you to bring light so the darkness will flee. And so um, a successful starts from, starts from within. And, and so this is when I get practical. I'm going to keep it as short and sweet as possible. You all heard of competitive analysis, um, which or like a SWOT analysis for businesses. So a SWOT analysis, for you guys who don't know, is typically when you start a business, part of your business plan is you're supposed to do a market research. And in that market research, you're supposed to find the strengths of your business, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and your and your um threats for your business. And then what you do is you compare your business with all the other businesses all around. And then you, based on that, you identify, you know, your opportunities and what it is that you need to look out for, like your risks so that you can mitigate it and you plan for the worst case scenario. So you always have a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. One of the things that the Lord showed me is we also need to do a SWOT analysis on ourselves. I stopped there on purpose. A SWOT analysis on ourselves. Because if you do a, um, a, a SWOT analysis on yourself, you get to know yourself um, better. Because a lot of people don't know themselves. I mean, they believe that their experience, the you know, how much money they have in their bank account or um, the family that they grew up in or their school that they graduated from that defines them. 
you are who you are based on God's assignment for you. A lot of times is we pursue things that other people say that's us, but have we really taken the time to go to the heavenly father and ask him, who am I? Why did you create me on this earth? And it's not as easy as it sounds because a lot of times, again, we'll come jump to a conclusion that we are this based on this instead of really doing some digging and soul searching and asking the Lord to reveal yourself to yourself. And the only way for you to know yourself is if you know the creator who created yourself. So many of you guys who are watching this might not even be believers. It's like, how do you know yourself? The creator will reveal himself to you so that you will know yourself because he's the one who created you. Now, um, so one of the things that I, in, the, in, my, in my book, I talked about how, um, you know, there's a lot of personality tests out there like MBTI and all these other things. And I took all those tests, but it's still, and it would say like, oh, you're, you're supposed to be a lawyer, you're supposed to be a bus driver, whatever. I looked at all of this and, you know, it really like, I'm like, this test is going to tell me who I am. I mean, it just seems so, I don't know like a scam. <laughs> it sounded like they just wanted my money. You know, everyone's investing in all these tests, trying to get this computer to define who they are instead of asking the Lord, who am I? And so I did all, I did all of those things and, and, and it did help me sort of, but at the end of the day, what made me realize who I am was the father because he would give me dreams. He would give me visions. He would prophesy over me through his prophets. You know, I would be writing and there's certain things that he, I, you know, I'm a journaler. Is that the word? I wrote tons and tons of thoughts, you know, from the Lord through my journal. And I would refer back and he would remind me of things. He's like, look at this date and I will look at it. And he confirmed to me, not only through my dreams and visions, but also through other people in the marketplace, people that are not believers. And they'll say, this is a gift for you. They're natural at it or so forth. So what are you not, what are you good at? And what do you enjoy? One of the things that I have to say is a lot of people think that if you're good at something, that's who you are. No. I was good at a lot of things. Some people are just naturally good at a lot of things, but what do you enjoy doing? What doesn't feel like work for you? What is so easy for you that if money wasn't, you know, an issue, that that's what you would do. That's probably what you're called to do. And so you need to look at your, you know, what are your strengths, right? What are your weaknesses, right? What are the things that you don't like to do? If you don't like to do it, don't do it. <laughs> A lot of times, and I've said this before, I think it was John Maxwell who said this, that really like that, or maybe it was him. But anyway, he said that, you know, don't work on your weaknesses, work on your strengths. Because if you work on your strengths, you know, you'll be excellent all the time. If you focus on your weakness, you're going to be average. Because even if you're like, for example, I suck at basketball. I could practice and practice and practice, but and maybe I'll get a little bit better, but I'm not going to be good at basketball. That's not my gifting. What is your gifting? What are you good at? What are some things that you started doing since you were a tiny baby? What are things that God has put in your heart that you think you're not going to make money? Like, for example, if you're a cook, I have a client who's a cook and she loves to cook, loves to cook. 
but she's working for like social work and everything. And I told her, why don't you focus on cooking? She's like, oh, you're not going to make money off of that. Do you know how many food channels are out there on YouTube? Do you know how many home delivery services started at homes, even food trucks? Guys, there is money in your gifts and talents. What if like the thing that you're pursuing isn't really the right business for you? Really look at yourself and be like, what is it that you enjoy doing? That's what you pursue. Um, and, and so what's your purpose, right? So I have it on here and I list all these different questions. I don't know if you could see it down here. Um, like what grieves your heart and irritates you the most? What are you naturally good at? What do people typically ask for your help in? What do you enjoy doing? What are your deepest values, right? Things like that. Given your talents, passions, and values, how could you use these resources to serve, to help, to contribute? Once you identify what that is, that's what you need to focus on. And that's what you need to like go and pursue. And why, you know, why, why is it important to you? You know, the reason why I want to transform the marketplace is that I got tired of hearing say it is what it is Edna. you know, you can't, that's how the cookie crumbles or whatever. You know, they have all these comments. I'm from Hawaii, so I don't really know all the different <laughs> terms that they use. But they have all these slang and I was like, you know what? I am tired of hearing that. I'm tired of turning the other cheek. I'm tired of like looking at things. I'm like, you know what? If I'm not going to do anything about it, I'm just as bad as the problem. So I decided to pursue it um, by doing things differently. And mind you, I'm not like this multi-billionaire that have all these, you know, access to everything that you know that people do what i say because they have to <laughs> i'm just a regular normal lover of jesus woman of god daughter of the king that is doing my best by spreading the gospel through my actions my thoughts my habits my words that is how you reach the loss. That is how you transform things is if you live by example. Talk is cheap, folks. Talk is cheap. So, you know, encourage yourself to have an honest assessment about yourself. Okay, that's what I have in here. Do you have a sense of direction on where you're going or are you just winging it? Do you know what's important to you? What are your core values? If you don't know what your values are, then you're essentially... Um, taking on other people's values and living other people's priorities instead of your own. And this is a one-way ticket to your mediocre life and just existing versus truly living. Like, you know, guys, life as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur wasn't easy and isn't easy. It's very challenging, but it's also rewarding at the same time. It's a lot of hard work. You will try and fail and you will meet good people along the way, but you also meet bad people along the way. And, and you know, some people are going to be supportive. Some people aren't. And, but the most important thing that you realize is that once you start reaping the fruits of your labor, which I, um, see the fruits of my labor here and there. And, and it's just like, wow, God, like, I'm at so much peace and just so excited for what the Lord is doing in my life because I'm like, wow, all that hard work is paying off. 
I am reaping my reward. And mind you, I could have done easy way out. There are ways that I could have done things unethically. There were ways I could have done things where, you know, I could screw other people, you know, and just follow the crowd and follow the majority. But I chose to do it God's way. And although it's taking me a while longer than other people, I could sleep at night. I have joy in my heart. I have peace because I know I'm adding value to my clients. But most importantly, I'm not taking advantage of them. I'm helping make a difference. I'm following my passion. I'm following the dream that God has called me to do. And I'm actually impacting the world around me. And I feel like I'm contributing to the kingdom because that's what the kingdom is, is we have a mandate. Each and every one of us has a mandate in the kingdom of God. And it's our responsibility to do our assignment. We all have assignments and there's so many assignments that are not being um, fulfilled because we're not, we're getting distracted by whatever. And so, um, so I did a personal SWOT analysis. So here's like the little chart thing. And then, so this is mine in the book. I'm not going to list it everything, but I, you know, what I suggest from a practical tip for today is maybe y'all should do a personal SWOT analysis on yourself today or whenever this week or whatever. Like, that's my practical tip. Do a personal SWOT analysis of yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are opportunities that you haven't tapped at? You might have a million dollar idea that you haven't tapped at because you're ignoring it. And the Holy Spirit is like, come on, woman. Come on, guy. Focus on this. This is where your wealth is going to come from. You know, money isn't just going to go right on your lap. Although I'm believing that it's possible. That's what I'm hoping for. But I also know we have to do our due diligence, right? And we need to prepare, you know, it's, it's, I forgot what scripture it was, but it talks about, you know, those, the riches that comes with no sorrow takes a while to build. Like it's not something that's just going to go, it's there. It's going to, it's like from day to day and glory to glory. God is a very um, strategic father. He wants us to be able to keep our inheritance, so we need to do our part to ensure that not only when we get the money, we can receive it and enjoy it, but we're also going to utilize the wealth to create more wealth so we could be a better blessing and we could help other people as well. And mind you, one of the things that the Lord has really put on my heart is once you get there to that point where you are successful, and those of you guys who already maybe have established businesses, you all need to teach people how to fish. Stop giving fishes. Stop giving charity. Teach them how to fish. Educate them. Help them build a legacy for other people. Like, guys, this is not about, you know, you know, sometimes we forget that the reason we're blessed is because he wants us to educate people, enlighten people, empower people, help people, you know, and I don't believe in empowering per se, like giving them the power. It's they already have the power from within. It's just you have to believe in them. You have to step out of your little bubble and go out there and make a difference in your areas of influence by helping people see themselves for who they are, which is they are a child of God. They're a child of the king. It doesn't matter if they believe God or not. They're a child of the king. Hell was never made for people. Hell was made for the devil. Okay. And so we need to love our brothers and sisters, whether they know it or not, whether they accept it or not, you know, we have to love them anyway. And we have to teach them that they're better than that. You know, 
teach them better ways. Show them by example. Don't just talk. All right, guys, I know that was a very long recording and I apologize. I'm just very passionate about this. But you guys have a blessed week and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. God bless you guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also, check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.